Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All of a sudden, the room filled with light. She turned around, looked at me, nodded her head, put one foot into the light and disappeared. She showed me that she was going and that she was going to be okay. Welcome to The Ghost Files. My name is Karina Machado and I'm the author of Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell and Love Never Dies. For decades, I've been listening to ordinary people tell me about their extraordinary experiences with the spirit world. Now, I'm going to share these moments with you, bringing you all new interviews every week with people who have a spooky story to tell. From seeing an apparition, to receiving signs from beyond, and messages from late loved ones, plus so much more. What can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Find out each week. My guest today on The Ghost Files is Virginia, a former police officer who specialised in search and rescue operations, who today is living a quieter life as a music teacher in Canberra. Over the years, Virginia has experienced a wide array of paranormal phenomena, from powerful premonitions about the imminent deaths of loved ones and celebrities, to comforting apparitions of those she's loved and lost. Virginia is a big fan of The Ghost Files and she reached out to share her stories, but also to let me know that the interviews reassure her that she's not, as she puts it, unusual and strange. I was thrilled to hear it because it's important for me to offer a sense of community to people who sometimes feel like they're alone in their experiences or that they don't share them for fear of being judged. Now to the episode. Please note that Virginia's story references sexual assault. If that's upsetting, you can call Lifeline in Australia on 13 11 14. Welcome to The Ghost Files, Virginia. Thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure. I just wanted to share my experiences because when I listened to The Ghost Files and Spirit Sisters, I kind of got the realisation that I wasn't alone out there. So I'd like to give somebody else that experience as well. That is so lovely to know. Thank you so much for sharing that. That really means a lot. Thank you. Thank you for putting it out there. (laughs) And I'm very grateful to all my guests like you who come on and share their stories. So, Virginia, I know you come from a very large Maltese family and you shared a particular bond with your grandma. Tell us about what happened when she passed away. Okay, so at the time I lived five hours away from my family um, and my grandmother, she was sick. She had heart failure. But when she passed away, it was 2 o'clock in the morning and I was awake at that time and I was in a room with a friend um, and we were sitting there just getting ourselves organised for bed. It was a Saturday night. We'd been out and I knew that she was – my grandmother was ill, so I didn't have a big night, so you can't say alcohol was involved because I knew I was going to possibly have to drive to Wollongong the next day. We were just getting organised and all of a sudden the room filled with light and it was an amazing light. 
that I'd never experienced or seen before. And then the light went recessed into a doorway. And then the next second I see my nunna walking on the left-hand side of me wearing one of her floral dresses that she used to wear um, and she was walking towards the light. Mm. And the next minute I yelled out, but I didn't say anything, but I could hear myself yelling out, no, 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 you can't go yet. You haven't seen me get married because that was her big thing. Mm. Um, She knew that everybody else in the family was going to get married and have kids and do all the proper things in our family. (laughs) Um, But she used to say to me, you, you're stubborn, Virginia. You're stubborn. You're going to go a different way. She said, and I want to make sure that you'll be okay. And I used to say to her, no, no, I'm okay. I can look after myself. I don't need a man to look after me. I can look after myself. She said, I know that but I want to make sure that you're not on your own. So that was her big thing. Like whenever we had family weddings, she would come up to me and say, I'm not going to die until you get married. So when I saw her walk into the light, I yelled out, no, 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 you can't go. You haven't seen me get married. She turned around, looked at me. She nodded her head, turned back, put one foot into the light and disappeared. Oh, my gosh. And I looked at my mate and I said, did you see that? And she went, no, what are you talking about? And um, that was it. Like she'd gone off to bed and then I went off to bed and I thought, oh, my gosh. Within 20 minutes, my dad rang. Bearing in mind, this is 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. um, The phone rang and I answered the phone. It was my dad. He said, Virginia, none is gone. And I said to him, I know. And he said, how do you know? I said, she just came to see me. Wow, Virginia, that is, that's an astonishing story. And so the room, so when you're having this experience of the room filling with light and you're awake because you were getting ready for bed, your friend who was in the room with you didn't see any of that. Saw nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And how long do you think it went on for the experience of seeing the room fill with light, seeing your grandmother, seeing her walk into it and you, you know, speaking to her in what seems to be a telepathic way? Yeah. I'm not sure. Probably, I don't know, maybe a minute. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think it was that long, maybe 30 seconds to a minute because it was all, you know, it was all happened like one minute the room was dark, the next minute this brilliant light just came into the room and it lit up the entire room and then recessed into a doorway. So it was probably with between 30 seconds to a minute uh, that all of that stuff happened. Um, and as I said, like I yelled out, I could hear my voice, but my friend didn't hear me say anything. So as far as your friend was concerned, you were just there, you know, undying your shoes, like for yep. all she knew. Like it, yep. it was as if there were two parallel experiences happening at the same time for you there. Exactly, wow. yeah. It's very interesting and it's certainly an experience that has overtones of what's known as the shared death experience. So I don't know if you've heard of those before but it's where a person who's passing allows a loved one or somehow, you know, enables a loved one to either travel part of the way with them or witness some of their crossing. So how does it make you feel or how perhaps how did it make you feel then to know that you'd shared in this sacred moment that your grandma left the world? I was... I was so um, – I just felt so much love. I felt 
privileged that she showed me that she was going and that she was going to be okay because the rest of the family, they were all together because I was um, I was a police officer and I was seconded down to the snowfields. So that's where I was at the time. Okay. Um, and everybody else was in at home in Wollongong. Ah, so that's um, why you were saying you had to be ready to get it in the car and go to Wollongong yes, at short notice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just in case anything turned mad. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, so I just felt so – it was kind of – I was sad that my grandmother had passed away, but I was elated that she came to say goodbye to me one last time. Um and that I knew she was going to be okay and it just – like I've told all of my family this story and they all said the same thing, wow, that's amazing. I got goosebumps on my arms. Mm. They all had that – like no one looked at me and went, you're an idiot, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all thought that it was an amazing, wonderful experience and that's how I feel. Even to this day it's been – 20 years and even to this day I still get quite an, an elated feeling, a feeling of love inside me when I tell that story. Oh, and that is beautiful and you're now passing that love on to all of us through the story, so thank you. Now, um, two years earlier your grandma had come close to death and you had a premonition about it, but it's not unusual, is it, for you to have premonitions? No, it's not. I get them... Well, I used to get them a fair bit to the point where my sister used to say to me, if you feel anything about me, don't tell me because okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Tell us yeah. about some of the sort of the, the most significant moments of premonitions and I know you've had them with people you know as well as high-profile people. Yes. Um, I think the strangest two were Princess Diana and the actor John Candy, mm. both of those I got a premonition about a week before they passed away. And the strange thing is this was over 20 years ago and I remember them as clear as if they were yesterday. Princess Diana, I was um, at my mum and dad's house um, Dad was watching TV. I walked into the room and there was a image of Diana walking towards a helicopter with Dodie walking behind her. And I just got this feeling of death just come over me. Mm. And I looked at the TV and I thought to myself, she's not going to be here for much longer. A week later she had the car accident and okay. died. Yep. And the same thing happened with John Candy. I was at the movies with um, some friends and we were actually watching Pool Runnings and he came onto the screen and I got another feeling. Same thing. And, again, this was 20 years ago. I remember it like mm. it was yesterday. I just saw him on the screen and I just it was kind of like getting hit by a lightning bolt. It was like, oh, wow. He's not going to be here much longer. Just a feeling of death run through me. Mm. And again, about a week or 10 days later, it hit the news that he had died of a massive heart attack. Oh, wow. My gosh. It's kind of a gift and yet not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gift and a curse, as they say. Yeah. 
And so, Virginia, you don't just sense spirits. You see them, as we know from your experience with that beautiful experience with your grandmother. But you also had an extraordinary experience one day walking in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales. Can you tell us about that? I can, yes. Um, I was walking along one of the walking tracks in the Blue Mountains with my best friend, who's American, um, and she was out here visiting and I took her to the Blue Mountains for the day and we were just walking along one of the tracks, chatting away, just, you know, having a wonderful time and I look up and I see an elderly man walking towards me. I knew he was elderly but he didn't look like his face wasn't elderly. His face was kind of radiant with no lines in it, no creases, no nothing, but I got the impression that he was elderly. Mm-hmm. He had the most amazing white hair that I've ever seen in my life and the most brilliant purple jacket. Again, I've never seen a colour like it. And a few weeks ago I was listening to Spirit Sisters and I heard one of the ladies who lost her brother she was saying how when her brother was asleep, he would go on astral visits. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. And he would come back with these amazing colours that she'd never seen before. And he said to her, you know, these aren't earthly colours. The white and the purple were, I can describe it as that, they weren't earthy colours. They were a purple I've never seen since and a white I've never seen since. It was just amazing. And his smile again just radiated it was it was just amazing I just can't even begin to describe how radiant his smile was so I looked at him and he looked at me I said hello and he smiled and nodded and continued walking and I noticed my friend kind of looked at me and went oh okay and we continued walking and I saw the older man walk down a pathway and there was a designated pathway in this walkway that we were doing. And, again, this was 96, so 23 years ago, and I remember it as if it was yesterday. Behind the older gentleman was a younger guy in his 20s walking by himself. And we both looked – my friend and I both looked up and nodded to him, and he walked past us. And as he walked past us – I turned around to look and I couldn't see the older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And it was within about, again, 30 to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute. So it wasn't a long period of time. So I couldn't see the elderly man. So I said to my friend, where did the man go? And she looked at me and she said, he's just passed us, Virginia. I said, no, no, the one before him, the older man before him. She goes, there was only one man and he's just walked past us. Wow. I said, no, there was an older guy. I said he had amazing white hair, a brilliant purple jacket. You couldn't miss it. Like it was kind of like it was shining. It was like that. I said, and he turned around and walked down that pathway. It's not there anymore. She looked at me and she went, are you okay? I said, he was there. There was a man walking towards us. He walked down a pathway that was there. I said hello to him. He smiled back and now he's gone. 
And she said to me, I heard you say hello to somebody. I thought you were losing your mind. Oh, my goodness. So similar to what happened when you saw Grandma, she didn't see a thing. She didn't see a thing. Okay. In fact, she said to me, you're scaring me now. Can we go back? People say that to you a lot, Virginia. (laughs) They do. Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, And so at the time that this happened, you didn't recognise the old gentleman, did you? No, I had no idea who he was. In fact, I had no idea who he was until two days ago when I spoke to you. Okay, so let's just – so – in retrospect, the, looking back, this time of this experience of seeing this radiant elderly gentleman preceded some times of great suffering for you, Virginia. Now, are it you did. able to tell us a little bit about what happened in the aftermath of seeing the man in the purple jacket? Yep. And I can tell you now that it was August 1996 that I saw this premonition and I know that because I was going through negatives um, yesterday and I found the negatives of the walk that we did in the Blue Mountains with my friend. Okay. So it was August 96. Okay. Um, and no, sorry, try that again. It was August 97. In 96, I went overseas. It was August 1997. Okay. In October 1997, um, the, the guy I was seeing, who I was madly in love with, um, came back from a holiday and told me he was leaving me uh, to go and be with a woman he met overseas and that woman happened to be his second cousin mm-hmm. and it broke me. I was, oh. I'd never experienced heartbreak like it. And I was just absolutely heartbroken. Wow. He left in the following February, so within three months. Yeah. Um, so during that time, I was just, I, I was just heartbroken, yes. absolutely just shattered. In the March, I was going for a run on a beach uh, on my own, and um, I heard footsteps behind me. I turned around to look and I saw a, a, a naked guy running towards me with a blue T-shirt over his face with holes cut out. He, um, I, I saw him, I turned back and thought, what an idiot. I really didn't think anything bad was going to happen mm-hmm. um, because my mind wasn't in that space. My mind was elsewhere. Uh, the next minute, he's grabbed me, uh, dragged me away, uh, and he raped me. Oh, Virginia, I'm so sorry to hear that. And that was pretty horrific. Oh, we can't imagine. No, but when you mentioned the other day, when you said to me, after seeing the apparition in the Blue Mountains, did anything bad happen to you after that? That was the very first time I made the connection between seeing the elderly man and the trauma that I experienced after that. And uh, the, the rape wasn't the last trauma I experienced. I kept experiencing trauma after trauma after that. Mm. Um in fact, six months later, one of my best friends, who was like a brother to me, committed suicide. Oh, so sorry. 
Um, so yeah, I just it it just I, I used to have friends say to me, Virginia, it can't get any worse, mm. and it, it kept getting worse. Oh, gosh. Um, but you kind of gave me the realization that that elderly man I saw in the Blue Mountains was no random person. Mm. That's the sense I got because having interviewed so many people over more than a decade who've had experiences of seeing, sensing spirit, I've realised that very often they appear to prop us up ahead of times of suffering or to help us through times of great suffering. So that's why I asked the question, did anything significant happen after you saw what seems to be kind of an angelic being really? And that's when you then realise that... That was my grandfather, my nunnel, that's how we say it in Maltese, my dad's dad, and he had passed away in 1984 and I had never met him. I was the only grandchild who never met my grandfather. I'd spoken to him on the phone but I'd never met him. Oh, wow. And how does it make you feel now to think that possibly this was your your granddad appearing to you? How does that help it makes me realise that I'm not walking this earth on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents are there. Even even the one who I'd never met, he he still had so much love for me. Even coming from a very large family, mm-hmm. they're still able to love each and every one of us so much and look out for us when things turn bad. That is true. Um, that is true. Yeah. And it's in many experiences where people go to the other side or have a, an NDE and they see relatives that they've only seen as, you know, yellowing pictures in, in books, you know. Yep. They've never met them but yet they feel as exactly what you're saying, this immense love and connection nonetheless. Yep. Oh, that is just amazing. Well, I'm so glad to be have been able to to you know, invite you to consider that possibility and for it to, you know, bring you some solace. That just is is wonderful to know, Virginia. I'm really thrilled about that. Um, and I have to thank yes. you for that because oh. that's just, it, it was kind of like a loose end just floating out there and you've just connected it all together. And when you said that, it just hit me. It was like, oh, my gosh, that's who that was. Oh, wow. I'm just, I can't tell you how pleased I am about that. Um, Now, I'm going to just move on to what happened. Something amazing happened last year when, again, at a time of sorrow, your father passed away, but he let you know as well, didn't he, that he is no longer in the physical, perhaps, but he's with you. He is, yes. He, um, again, when he, before he passed away, two days before he passed away, um, my two sisters and brother were in the room, the hospital room with him, um, and he looked at my sister and he said, Nunu is here, as in my grandfather, and his father was with him at the time. So I said to my mum, he's going, That that's a mm, sign that they're here, they're, take, they're ready. Yeah, they're taking, getting him ready to take him away. Yes. Um, so we kind of knew it was imminent. We just didn't know how long. So he passed away on the Sunday morning. On the Wednesday 
or Tuesday morning, sorry, um, I went to the funeral home because uh, I decided I wanted to dress my father for the last time. Okay. Um, because my dad was ill, he needed a lot of help. So he needed help showering, he needed help going to the bathroom, mm. he needed help getting dressed. And I did that with my mother. Um, so I, I, I wanted to do it one last time for him mm. um, and get him ready. So I was in the funeral home with the funeral arranger and my niece was with me and the funeral arranger said to me, oh, you're quite strong to be able to do this. I mean, not many people can do this and hold it all together. And I said, well, I've been a police officer for a long time and I was in the rescue squad, so death isn't scary to me. Um, And I worked for a funeral home. Mm. And she said, oh, I worked for a different funeral home before I came here as well. I said, yeah. And she said, what was your experience like? I said, oh, terrible. I loved the job. The job was great. And I really loved helping people when they needed help the most. But my experience with the organisation was not good. So I'm relaying this story to her. The next minute, I hear an explosion. I looked at the funeral lady. She looked at me. My niece jumped back and we all have gone, what was that? Mm, what the was lady, it? The funeral lady pointed to a candle and there was a candle sitting on the windowsill. It was a candle in a glass jar mm-hmm. with a wooden lid on it. Yep, yep. Um, it wasn't lit. Nobody was near it. The window wasn't open. A piece of the glass exploded out of the jar. It was like a bomb had gone off. That's how big the explosion was. So the noise was really loud. The noise was extremely loud, yes. And we all looked at it and I've gone, how the hell did that happen? And the funeral arranger looked at me and said, your dad's here. And I said to dad, it's okay, dad. I know it was a horrible time, but I'm okay. I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore, but I'm sure it was him just letting me know that he was very angry at how yes. they treated me. Again, just showing you he's there, he's present, and yep. um, and he's not, you know, he's not left your side. No, he's still there, yeah. And I know, Virginia, that apart from the experience um, with the candle, things have been a bit quiet for you lately on the spiritual front, but wh- why do you think that is? And I know that from the last time we spoke, you've got a sense that that might be set to change. Yes, um, I feel like I've been blocked for a few years and I think it might be all the trauma I've experienced yeah. because the traumas made me angry and hurt, untrusting to people, unable to forgive. I just I kind of feel like I'm holding it all in um, and, and bad experiences keep happening to me. Like only a few years ago I had a woman try and attack me with a hacksaw. Like oh I just gosh. keep experiencing yeah. these bad things. But I think the way the ghost files and spirit sisters came to me, it was just out of the blue. I wasn't looking for them. They popped up on my podcast feed mm-hmm. and I think – the fact that that's happened and I've contacted you kind of makes me feel that I'm letting all of the bad stuff go and 
the energy is coming back because oh, wow. I want it to come back. I like I'm not scared of it. I want to be able to to see it and feel it. Um, so I'm hoping that this is the next step that I get unblocked and can see it all again. Well, I'm greatly privileged to know that perhaps we're playing a part in that happening for you. And, You're um, playing a huge part. Oh, wonderful. And um, I feel that, you know, we're so grateful to have you on the show today because you're so courageous in sharing your story and you've gone through some horrific things so bravely. And um, it's very, I think there's great healing power in sharing our stories. And that's why I have the two podcasts. And so I'm, I'm thrilled that you've been with us today, Virginia, to share. And we'll have to get you back on soon to discuss all the haunted police stations that you've worked in, because that's a completely separate story. Yes, we don't have time is. for today, but we will have you back in future to talk about those, your favourite haunted police station stories. Okay. Uh, but in the meantime, um, let's close with what you think an encounter with the dead can teach us about living. I think what it teaches us, well, what it teaches me is that everything's going to be okay. Even in death, everything's going to be okay. Death isn't the end. It's just another journey on a different spectrum. The dead are just with us, guiding us through this life and, yeah, just letting us know that they're still here with us. They might not be with us in body but they're with us in spirit and that they will be with us in the next life. That's wonderful. Thank you again, Virginia, and until the next time, and we'll, we'll get you back on soon. Thank you so much for letting me speak. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you later. Thank you for opening up The Ghost Files with us. I'm Karina Machado, and we'll be back next week with more True Life Tales of Spooky Encounters. So please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps others just like you to find the podcast. In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.